Janie. Colin. We are live from the Wave Studios, and what are we here to talk about? Gamble! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, all across America, this is your first college football season where gambling is legal far and wide, not just in Nevada. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. There is no more value in sports than there is college in, football. in college football. I it's totally, tremendous. I'm sorry, I'm still playing with the mics here because I don't want to, I think we just like shattered the microphone. <laughs> so I feel bad forever has to edit this. Sorry, Vito. Sorry, Vito. So here we go. We're going to start with um, division and conference championship props. We're going to get into individual games because there are individual games you can get them better on the board. We're going to find some over-under totals that we like for, in, for specific teams. And we're going to go from there. Start with the... Well, first, do we want to talk about how you would actually wager on these if you were to go to your favorite uh, internet portal or sports book? Or legal sports book yes. anywhere across the country. But, like, what are what are, the, what are the things you can bet on? How would you do it? What do so, you want to look for? What are your fundamentals? Your fundamentals are find good, good prices on lines. That is what you're looking for. Basically, if you see a game where one team is minus 120... And the other team is minus 120. That means it's a 20 cent line. That means your bookie is holding you up. That means you're on Bovada, or that means you're on another <laughs> website that is also terrible. Stay away from those. You basically don't ever want to pay more than minus 110. So that means if it's minus 110, you know, for USF is uh, against Elon, let's call it a 20 some point favorite. I don't yeah. even know what the number is. So, so if it's 27 points, if you're betting, if USF is going to win by more than 27, you want it to say minus 110. If they're going, to, if you think Elon is going to cover 27 points, you want it also to say minus 120. That means you're paying a 10 cent line. That's good. It's even better if you can get it on 105, 105, which you can on five dimes 24 hours before kickoff. So then it's minus 105, minus 105, which means you have to bet $105 to win $100 and yeah. you get your 105 back. The other thing will. to think about is when it gets to like minus 120, minus 130, is that usually an indicator that the line's about to move? Like they're just doing this to kind of forestall moving the line up half a point or half so a point or whatever. So when they're around the hook and you'll see, but you have to be careful. So, like, sometimes they'll move it up to, like, even, like, minus 130 and then, like, plus 110 on the other side. And they're doing that to try and avoid giving you the half point, you know, from two and a half to three or three right. to three and a half or whatever it is. That's okay. It's it's when you have both sides equal that you, you basically want to always be in that 10-cent range. So it's like both sides are minus 110, that's fine. If one side is even and the other is minus 120, that's fine. If one side is plus 110 and the other is minus 130, that's okay, too. It's when you start getting into, like, the minus 120 you know, minus or yeah. even minus one thirty. Then you're starting to pay too much juice, and you want to stay away from that. So Most shop, bookies are going to pay. You shop your lines. Shop Most your bookies going to charge you ten percent, ten percent, or ten cent. What they call ten cent line, ten cent juice. Um, so you want to stay in those places, even with these new fees that like Adam Silver's pushing for in the NBA. These integrity fees, which crap. But there's still gonna, there's still going to be plenty of places out there offering minus one ten, and if you can find some places online like Five Dimes, and if anybody would like a link to Five Dimes, please give me a call or shoot me a DM or whatever. I'll be happy to send you a link. Um, <laughs> we'll, uh, but they do minus one hundred five day of game, and that's sometimes that's a little cool. better way to work. So you've got you've got your you've got your point spreads, mm-hmm. uh, your money lines, your money lines, which means just who's going to win. Yeah, results oriented, um, and those generally come with a price. So let's say. One team is minus 180 to, or minus 220 to win, and the other side is plus 180 to win. That sounds about right. So you're minus 220, you'll have to bet $220 to win $100. So you have to put up 220 if you lose. You'll get or in your other team. words, if you bet $100, you win about $40. Correct. 
So uh, in the same neighborhood. So, but it, it's all based on a hundred dollar. All right. the pluses and minus and pluses are based on a hundred dollar wager. So on a minus two twenty, you put up two hundred twenty dollars. If you win, you get your two hundred twenty dollars back plus another hundred dollars. Right. Um, if you're plus one eighty, you have to put up a hundred dollars to win a hundred eighty dollars. So if you win your bet, you'll be an, uh, you're not a favorite there. You're a dog, yeah. but you'll get your hundred dollars plus one eighty. And usually, when you're looking at money and you're looking at money lines and point spreads, if you're looking at a spread and you think the underdog, yeah, maybe there's six seven point underdog. If you think they can win the game outright, always take the money line. Don't take mess with the point spread. Just get as much money for it as you can. If you think they're, if you really think they're going to win the game after you've done all your studying, get on the money line. Get on the money line. There's more value in it, and you know sometimes it hurts to lose to that field goal at the end, but the value in the long run is better. So yeah. And then there's there's my personal favorite bet uh, over unders. If only if only because. Bookies are really bad at reacting to, you know, really high-scoring teams. Yes. Like, you know, Texas Tech games are always ridiculous because they can't play defense. You know, other teams that go really fast and score a lot of points. And they end up with these over-unders that are like 110, 120. But the 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 books never really want to go past about 85 or 90. So if you find a game where two teams are just going to go up and down the field for four and a half hours, just check the over if it's not three digits you should just hammer it uh this is an especially good advice for big 12 football yes um, i have 15 years experience watching <laughs> wild ass big 12 football games i know of which i speak and you see those lines get you see those totals get up to like 95 96 and people they go, don't even get that high they usually stop yeah. at about 85 or 90 there was a there was a tech game was it tech no, it wasn't Tech T. It was Tech. Oklahoma State? Yeah, it was Tech Whereas Oklahoma the, State. This game was like 70 to 53 at the end. Yeah, and it was like 90s. How can you give up 90s? Because they're going to score 100 and something. Right. So it sounds really bad on its face. Like, oh, my God, am I really going to lay 90 points? Yeah, you're going to lay 90 points because you're going to cash What was the score of Bedlam last year? Is it like 58 to 55 or something? Something like that, and yeah. Yeah. It's Don't 100, be afraid it's of 113 people. points. Do not be afraid to go over even if you think that number is huge because odds are they're going to get there. Now, that applies to Big 12 football. Most of the time, the over is the sucker bet because on a your standard football game most people want to see a lot of points so they t- they tend to bet overs and so usually you can find a little more value in the under yeah does not apply to super huge numbers then it actually tilts back the other way on the super big numbers and you can also if you really know your football you can dig into some of the small conference games that's where the value and is. really clean up on some over-unders and really on everything the the value that's there um, on those games is is probably better than anything else. I think I think there's more value in like if you really want to get into Sun Belt football, just follow a bunch of beat writers for Sun Belt football on Twitter, watch the games, and there's insane amounts of value there. This was this was my favorite part of USF being in the American for probably the first couple of years because nobody was paying attention, nobody knew what to put these numbers at. There was right. you know you could get all kinds of value. I don't think that's so much the case anymore. I think now pe- more people are paying attention to this league than have before. You know it's if it, not in name, but kind of in de facto, it's sort of like the half power conference. So it's getting a lot more media attention, which means the the books have to pay more attention to it and put sharper lines out there, which kind of sucks. But it's it's the power five and a half, and as part of the power five and a half, um, I think we're we're seeing some tougher lines. It's it's a better league than it used to be. There's just better. It's better football being played, and sometimes better football being played is actually a little easier to handicap sometimes too because yeah, yeah there's a little more consistency to it. But um, I mean, they'll still throw out some absolute clunkers on you. I mean, remember the USF Cincinnati line from two years ago, the week after FSU. I mean, oh yeah, we we abused that line. I think it was like <laughs> minus six, and USF won by twenty five. Throwing money down a well at that one. Um, the other. The other thing to look for, especially week one and week two in college football, how coaching changes affect play on the field. You know, yes. if if you go out week one and you see UCF, 
you know, Mackenzie Milton's like looking at the sideline going, what do I do? They got a problem. And then that's something you'll, you'll want to take advantage of early in the season. They may get it fixed, but the best week of the season, what's the best week to bet? Week two. Week Watch two. them week one, figure out what the adjustments are going to be week two. And then, you know, usually by week three, you are who you are. Right. But early in the season, watch for teams that have coaching changes. Watch for teams that are going to play a different style and see how that will get ingratiated. But week two is always the best week. The other, the other thing you can look for in week one is teams with a lot of continuity that are already well coached, mm-hmm. especially if they're going into a situation like I think the the most obvious one I can think of was a couple of years ago when Western Michigan went to Northwestern with PJ Fleck, and that was the year they ended up in the Cotton Bowl. So right. I mean they were a really good team. Northwestern was kind of shaky. I think it was only like a five or six point line, and you know row the boat went in there and won the game. Let's just call it FAU. We're talking about FAU. Let's talk about FAU. We're going to talk about FAU, but we'll get there first. National championship. Let's start there. Alabama plus ninety five one ninety five to win the ring. Clemson plus yeah plus yeah. Clemson plus five seventy five. Bama's a little bit down this year. The 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 greatest bet in sports, which is Bama over ten and a half, isn't even available this year Ooh. on win totals. Yeah, you can't even get it. Oh my god! So um, everybody's finally wised up because that bet has cleared the last five seasons. It was like Bama ten and a half. That's crazy. How can you bet on a team to go eleven and one? They go eleven and one. I think the last time they lost more than one regular season game was two thousand ten. Yeah, something so like that. So it was that. seven years in a row of eleven and one or better. Yeah. So this it's the 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 biggest sucker bet in sports, and uh, they find. I think think Vegas finally caught on. So Bama's plus 195 to win the ring. Clemson plus 575. Ohio State up to plus 800 because who the hell knows going to coach them. Um, I right. think they were a little chalkier before that. Georgia plus 925. Washington's at 1500. Uh, Michigan plus 1925. How is Michigan? Like, That's, a bad bet. That's a bad bet. I man. don't see it, man. Um, Oki at 2600 and then Field. Your beloved USF Bulls are way... 200,000 plus 200,000. Plus 200,000. For every dollar you bet, you'll win two grand on your USF Bulls. Put a 10 spot down, win a car. Um, I know you would win... 20K. uh, At plus 200,000? Yeah. When you win $200,000 if you bet $1? No, you win if you bet hundred dollars. You win two hundred thousand. Oh, okay, okay you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, put a ten spot down and win math and win a car. Hashtag, hashtag math. Here, here for all your statistical analysis needs, Jamie. I'm usually way better at math than this. I don't uh, know what's happened. The Knights, by the way, are plus two seven to uh, twenty seven thousand five hundred. So two seventy five to one to win the national championship. If they did run out, I think they'd actually have some more sympathy to possibly get into the playoff. But we'll see. Um, if we're talking I, about I, I like a, the Knights at two seventy five to one to win the national championship. Quite Honestly, I think there's value there. If we're talking about FAU, they're uh, plus 100,000. You know, the only problem is, is that their schedule. Their schedule <laughs> yeah, schedule's tough, bags are in Conference USA. But their Conference USA schedule's really, really But they could terrible. win all 12 games. For well, sure. I don't know if they can win all 12 games. We'll talk about that first game. I don't think they can win it, but boy, can they Woo, make can that they one interesting. It? By the way, well, we'll get there. Um, divisions, let's get there. <laughs> we're going to tease FAU about eight times before we actually talk about FAU. Because we really have opinions. We have hashtag opinions. Uh, ACC champion Clemson is minus 197. Kind of love the field there. You know, just sort of lay up on, the, on everybody else. But who in that league is even close to them? Canes. Really? I think the Canes are good. I think the, the, the defense for the Canes um, returns a lot. They will have some problems on, is Malik Rozier the answer? I tend to think not, but, you know, and Cozy Perry is, like, really good. So I think at some point he gets the ball. I like, for value, for sure, um, I like the Canes. Uh, Florida State. The only, know, yeah, the only argument I would have against uh, 
Miami is, I believe they have to go to Florida State and to Virginia Tech this year. Their schedule is tough, yes. They have a tough schedule, so they may not get out of their division to win that that championship. Right. But, I mean, you're going to lay, you're gonna, if you're going to take this board, you, you're going to They also got to play Pitt again. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. You know, <laughs> Put they, Pitt in. You know, we're talking about a team that has lost three games in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, um, but I, I mean, if you're going to find some value there, now Clemson obviously should be the favorite in the league, and they clearly are at minus 197. But um, to win the division, uh, Clemson is minus 335. Florida State is plus 625. Um, and Florida State is 10 to 1 to uh, win. I think you know, Willie's going to need another year, probably. I'd like to talk about the over-under when we get there. Okay, let's do that. Coastal, Miami is plus 117 to win the Coastal. Virginia Tech is plus 238. That FSU Vatech game, man, open the season under the lights in Tallahassee. That's going to be a fun one. That'll be interesting. Um, Georgia Tech plus 725. Duke's 900. Uh, Virginia, 43-1 to to win their own division because they shouldn't be playing football. AAC champion, um, the Knights are plus 137. Memphis plus 250. Houston, 625. USF is down to 960. Navy is at 1350. Temple at 2300. Um, I love Navy at 1350. I like Navy a lot. Navy is undervalued every single year. Every single year, man. They're just sort of sitting out. Yeah, as as, uh, Haley told us on when we were up in Newport, uh, what was it? Um, How many games has uh, Navy lost at home in the league? It's like three. It's, it's like two, two or it's three. Two. They lost yeah. the C last year, and they lost the conference title game to Temple in 2016. That's insane. That's it. Yeah. I mean, how good is I mean, all they do is just beat everybody. Right. Everybody gets on that field, they beat. And then they just can – Who? what team is more better equipped to go out on the road and steal one than a team yeah. that plays triple Navy. option football? So, um, Where's the Navy-Memphis game this year? I don't know. We should probably look. I think the Navy-Houston game is in Annapolis again. I mean, that, that's unbelievable. So, so yeah. Yeah, so I love Navy. Um, I did go through this up in Newport. I actually did look at the schedule. I've just forgotten everything. By the way, we're drinking beer while we're doing this because we can. Big 12, Oklahoma, plus 132. Kind of like it. Um, Texas is way too high. Yeah, 325. I might – oh, I'm looking at the – I was looking at the Reach Championship game because, yes, they have a championship game. Even though everybody plays everybody already, they're going to have a championship game on top of that. Real smart, guys. Which makes no sense whatsoever. And for that reason, I kind of like TCU plus 725. Just lob that in there. TCU 285. I've got 285. i got Big 12 champions plus 725. Wow. Yeah. You think one out of every eight times TCU isn't going to win the league? With that coaching? Yeah, I kind of like it. There's yeah, some value there. That's a good one. Who is their – they lost – They lost. Uh, what's his name, the wide receiver? Um Oh, I can see Josh Doxson. Josh Doxson, yes. And uh, who's their quarterback? I don't think it's Kenny Hill anymore. I think he was a senior. Okay. I don't so, know who the new guy is. Okay. We should probably find that out before we start giving up. I'm extremely un- uninformed. Yeah, we're all kind of uninformed I've, here. I've been living my offline life the entire offseason, so I really don't know what's going on at all. I feel slightly informed on the American Conference, a little bit on the ACC, and then on everybody else. I really so now we just told you not to listen to anything we say. Let's press on. Let's press on. So let's get to totals. Uh, oh, by the way, SEC, hashtag SEC, SEC. Georgia's minus 197 on the East. The Gators are second at plus 485. Uh, big dumb Will Muschamp is 9-1 to one to win the division, which how? Uh, Bama is uh, minus 227 to win the West. Auburn's plus 540. You don't care about anybody else because none of them are going to win it. I feel like that Georgia bet is sort of like buying a savings bond. You're not going to win a lot, but damn it, it's going to happen. It's, I mean, I don't see how any other team on the board sniffs Georgia. I mean, 
No, anything even, can happen. Even once Dan Mullen gets his program going in Gainesville, they're not going to be on the same level as Georgia, I don't think. Yeah, and then Georgia plus two ninety five to win the conference. No one problem there. You got to get through Bama, but I mean they they hung around last year. They got to overtime last year. Hung around. So until uh, Jalen Hurts threw a laser beam on like second and about a hundred. <laughs> Well, Jalen Hurts might not be seeing the field this year, so we'll see. Um, For the Heisman Trophy, Bryce Love, the chalk, plus 700. Apparently they forgot that um, everybody who votes for the Heisman doesn't stay up late. Um, Pac-12 players just tend to get overlooked, but the Bryce Love love is happening early and often this year. The thing is that the the Stanford running back is kind of like almost like a meme now everybody at least knows who the Stanford running back is so it's not as big of a problem if they're playing every game at one in the morning and nobody sees it everybody will just look that he ran for 245 yards and three touchdowns and like okay pretty good so Tua Tagliova from Bama who has not even been named the starter is second on the board for the Heisman Trophy (laughs) which he has not even been named the starter yet but okay that man Uh, yes he's plus 750 Uh, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin's 850 Jake Fromm is 1500 Uh, if you are curious down the board uh, Mackenzie Milton is plus 4000 so 40 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy DeAndre Francois plus 45 so 45 to 1 uh, if we're looking for more uh, league players, uh, Frank Noodle from Temple. Is that how you say his name? Noodle? Noodle? Yeah, Noodle. Yeah, I think. So, plus 20,000. Excuse me. Uh, Ed Oliver, plus 125 to 1. Oh. Ed Oliver to win. And you I know what? He isn't going to do it. But. If anybody, I mean, if anybody's ever going to win on the defensive side of the ball, it's that absolute freak of nature. Uh, Adrian Killens, our little uh, elf and running back Ugh. out of C, is plus 30,000. Malcolm Perry, quarterback at Navy, who will probably run for about 45 touchdowns. Yep. So I thought it was going to be Zach Avey, but apparently it's not. It's going to be Malcolm Perry. So that's good. If they got somebody that good as a backup, they're just going to they're just going to be like a they're going to be a death machine. They are going to be a death. Try machine. Try and get them off the field. Ugh. All right. Where are we going here for win totals? I got to scroll up. Yeah, you got to scroll down some more. Oh, I scr- I'm in scrolling up, aren't I? Scrolling up. Oh yeah, I'm on win totals. Okay, here we go. Win totals. Win totals are now. Let's keep this in mind, folks. Championship games don't count. You're counting your 12 regular season games only. No bowl games, no championship games, no whatever the hell the Big 12 is doing this year. None of that stuff counts. It's the 12 games that are scheduled when you start the season. Those are the only 12 you're playing. So your one your FCS game counts. If you're playing two FCS games, they both count. But any bowl games or anything like that, championship games. If you lose a game hypothetically to a hurricane, what happens to your bet? Uh, it is still on the board. You still got to get there. So that sucks. Yes. As far as I know, yay. I just thought I should bring that up since it does seem to happen every year in Florida. I mean, yeah. the last couple of years, every team, at least one team in the state, I think has lost a hurricane for the a hurricane game for the last three years. Or just, I think Florida lost one because it just rained too damn much. And that analysis, he was giving them crap about it. Yeah. So I am still trying to find. I, I am at the South Florida Bulls. We will start calling them South Florida again. Uh, there's actually three of them. It depends on what kind of odds you want to get. Uh, under eight and a half is minus 145. Over eight is minus 139. Over seven and a half is minus 215. If you want to go over eight and a half, it's plus 125. So I like over eight and a half and 125, especially with the price. I think USF's a 10 win team this year. I, I know I'm in the minority here. You are in the minority. Um, I just think the schedule's t- too easy. I, I think we're not, USF is probably not as good as they were last year, but their schedule is just as easy as last year. And in fact, they might execute a little bit better this year with the line, with maybe the second year of this offense. 
you know, I, I still think it's the wrong offense to run to be successful in the long run in the state of Florida. I still don't think it's the way to go. But the, the, my biggest questions are a defensive tackle. Like, they just lose so much in Sanat and Hector. And I don't think the rest of the defense was so capable of making plays because those guys could get push and stuff the yeah. run. So I'm worried about that. But they return, they return a decent amount of players on that side of the ball. And other than other than that, and I kind of think just everybody else, nobody else impresses me on the schedule. Yeah, if they can get through Georgia Tech, I think they're a nine ten one team. That's the problem. Can they get through Georgia Tech with no defensive tackle push? I mean, they could just run dive all day and kill them. So, having been playing um, triple option for several years in a row now with Navy, um, and, Tulane, knowing what, and knowing what to expect and knowing what the practice week will look like, and you know, I mean, they were they were fantastic last year. So, um, I I think that's probably the. You know, having some triple option experience, I think, really helps. So I think they get there. Yes, I don't think they get there because they got to play Georgia Tech, who I'm not convinced they can stop the triple option. They got to go to Houston. Uh, they have C. I'm not sure. Even if that game's at home, I'm not sure they can. Win I that. think they lose to C. Yeah, so that's three. Uh, Elon. What? Elon. And then they have that also that back to back. The the thing that scares me, I think, more than anything else, if I was going over, was the back to back Cincy Temple on the road. Yeah. You know, when the Temple on the road be, in November could be weird. Could be weird and bad I, and I want that game in the day Temple might be sneaky good too It's that was the buzz up in Newport everybody's saying hey look out for Temple I'm like uh, alright okay I'm looking at the recruiting <laughs> rankings and these kids can't play so they're not it's not like they're getting like four and five star kids in, in that program yeah, so. Matt Rule Matt Rule ain't walking through that door Matt Rule ain't walking through that door though they do like the guy they have so yeah. but I'm, I'm a little skeptical on going over eight and a half I'd probably I don't know if I'd go under eight and a half I might just stay away completely just because I think they might be an eight win team Okay, so let's go win totals. Let's let's, let's do the rest of the league here. Um, Connecticut, we'll start there. Well, actually, let's start with C. C is total wins over nine and a half is even. Under is minus one twenty. Uh, What's their non-conference look like? Let's see. What is UCS? I know they got to go to North Carolina. I think that's like their big kind of away power conference game. Yeah, let's see. Did they? Uh, their game against Georgia Tech just got canceled, right? They're not playing. Well, they're obviously not playing that this year because they're playing us this year. But they get um, their their non-con is uh, South Carolina State, North Carolina, FAU. Oh, that's right. They get FAU. Oh, oh that's right. That, war, oh. that game is good. I'm going to that. By the oh. way, I ain't missing that one. Oh, okay. I'm driving to Orlando for that one. Here we. <laughs> I will root for Lane Kiffin, which weird. Um, but then, and then confirmed, Colin has no soul. Confirmed, Colin has no soul. So South. So they get UConn to open the season on Thursday night. Um, it Rentschler, which that looks like a beating. Um, I think that game's going to be interesting for about one quarter. Like okay. it's going to be, you know, what's going to happen? It's going to be like, you know, after one quarter at C seventeen, UConn fourteen. Everybody's like, oh, UConn's in this thing, and then Seal just slaughter them like sixty-eight to thirty-one or something. Sounds about right. Um, they get South Carolina State, who's terrible. Um, North Carolina and FAU at North Carolina and FAU. Um, yeah, that I still like nine and a half, I still like over a nine and a half. I mean, you know, I, I, I see some potential losses in here, but I don't see three of them. Oh, they got Pittsburgh too. Yeah, I said Pitt. I don't know if you said Pitt. I think you said because they had the league game to start the season, which kind of throws things off. They have right. one more non conference. Oh, they got to play Navy again, though. And they got they have to go to Memphis. Yeah, but do you see three? Well, do you find, find me three losses? Okay. Uh, probably, actually, probably not North Carolina. I think they can win that They're going to win that game. Dude, uh, that, that that apparently they're North Carolina not very good. Memphis, they could lose that game, especially at Memphis. Uh, 
they do get a couple extra days to get ready for Navy, so that's that's good. Uh, they'll beat FAU. I think they'll beat us. So that's that's ten and two. So if you can get even on the over on nine and a half, you gotta um, go for it. Yeah, yeah it's a good bet. It. I think I kind of like it. I don't. I'm not like you know bombing away on it, but I, I think it's probably the right side. UConn, Connecticut, total wins three. <laughs> oh my god UConn has three over is minus 135 so they are chalk to go over uh, under is plus 105 um, our friend Aman and who we love dearly um, from the UConn blog has let's just say he's not super excited about his team this season <laughs> and by not super excited he's like man we might be really bad <laughs> so here's here's our schedule they, they start with C they gotta go to Boise <laughs> Get Brody out. Uh, get Albert's son, in the words of Holly Anderson, uh, at Syracuse, at Memphis, at USF. Oh, God. Where are the wins? They might beat Rhode Island. UMass? They could beat UMass. Oh, isn't the UMass... Oh, no. Is it? They're playing one game at Fenway this year, aren't they? Isn't it... Uh, uh, yeah, I think that UMass it, game it is... It is UMass. Is I it? I think it's at Fenway. Well, it says Wrenchler. Yeah, I think that's wrong. I think it's... They they're, playing, a, they're not playing Syracuse at Fenway, are they? No, they're not. No, I think, I think that UMass game is at Fenway. Okay. But they can still win that game. Yeah, Mass for sure. Bad. Yeah. Let me check. So let's let's try and find the three wins. So Rhode Island, uh, UMass two. I don't know if they can beat East Carolina. That might be for the bet right there. Right. Because East Carolina's got a pretty low number too. Oh, they're playing Boston College at Fenway. That's right. Boston College isn't even on the schedule. Yeah, it's not on this one. So it's not this year. It must be next year. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. So I thought it was this year. But that's that's a tough one to just get to three. Unless, right. you know, Edsel works in magic, which has been known to happen. I I mean, they could be really bad. So I mean, is Randy Edsel really getting you fired up if you're a senior and like you know, it's you're you're like two and five and you need to win another <laughs> one. Is, is Randy Edsel the kind of guy that can get you like motivated to get over the line, like seriously? Uh, I'm not sure. So what's um, their what's their quarterback situation? Isn't Sheriff's back again? Uh, isn't it 14th year senior Brian Sheriff's? Like Brian Sheriff's is as old as you and me. Yeah, pretty much. Brian Brian Sheriff's. Uh, he he can run a car car at Enterprise and not have to pay the extra fee. You know what I mean? Like he, <laughs> he used dial up in high school. <laughs> so we'll. Uh, who else we got? What's in the league? East Carolina. Before you look, this might be the best bet on the board. By the way. Well, I'm sure the under is the bet. Yeah. <laughs> the total for ECU this year is three and a half. Now, under is minus 155. Over is plus 125. So you get a pretty good price if you want to go over. But why in God's name would you do that? Their schedule. They get NCA&T win. Carolina loss. At Vatech. <laughs> <laughs> That's a- me pounding my fist into my palm. <laughs> Old Dominion, they get at home. They might win that game. They, I don't know. Like, I mean, this is a team that lost to James Madison last year by double digits. They got thumped by James Madison. They got. I think they scored a garbage touchdown just to lose by eighteen. I think they were a six point dog in that game. Too. Weren't they? They were almost on track to like beat our record for like one of the worst FBS FCS losses ever. They prettied that one up at the end, only lose by like twenty. Yeah, I remember tweeting during the game. I was like, when you know they were in range. Of- it was like twenty six to seven, I think. And then I think James Madison wasn't like thirty three fourteen was the final, and they garbage that one at the end to get that down. That sounds about right. So yeah, and by the way, they lost their starting quarterback. So this team could be really horrible. Zay Jones ain't walking through that door. Long may it continue. 
<laughs> Ruffin McNeil. How you doing, Boneyard? <laughs> Ruffin McNeil ain't walking through that door because y'all pushed his ass out. They got a new AD. Scotty Montgomery is clearly the hottest seat in the conference. It's not close. Um, there are there. Crossover games are Houston, Memphis, and Tulane. <laughs> Houston and Memphis are in Greenville, but they're playing at uh, Tulane. I don't see how the hell they get to four. Like, Not a chance. I, I, I kind of wish the price was a little better, minus 155, but I don't see how. That, I mean, if you go under there, I don't see how. It's still a pretty safe bet, even though you're giving a lot of tax away for four months. It's not a great short-term investment, but it's a pretty good long-term investment. Yeah, put, put, you know, put a little free money out there for the holiday season. Um, pay your pay your Christmas gifts off early. Let's let's maybe not go team by team, or this is going to be a two hour podcast. Are there any other <laughs> league teams that you like the over unders on? Um, what's Houston at? Houston's at eight. So over. I tend to think you're right. I like over. They're out of conferences at Rice when. That game um, could actually be probably like Reliant. It's not even at like Rice Stadium. It's it is conference. at Rice Stadium. Yeah. Uh, but there'll be more Houston fans there than Rice fans, as long as the stadium will hold more than 14. They plan a dump, Rice does. But Oh, wow. Okay. The Rice Stadium is still there. They haven't knocked it down yet. They get Arizona at home um, at, at Texas Tech in Lubbock, and then Texas Southern is their uh, cupcake. Um, so they play all four of those to start the season. Houston and then at Texas Tech could be interesting. Their crossover games are USF Temple and ECU. They could win all three of those. For sure. Yeah, I like over eight here a lot, actually. Good. Um, I, I'm not sure they're good enough to win the league, uh, but they have the best defensive player I've ever seen play against USF, and they have a really good um, quarterback that everybody seems to like in Derek King. So I know we're a little soft on uh, major Applewhite. I think I think the fact that they managed to beat USF last year was kind of a, a throw of the dice. It really wasn't like a coaching master stroke. Not they at just all. kind of got lucky to have Derek King come out and be amazing. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact is they have De'Ara King, so they're going to win more than eight games. Yeah, and especially against that schedule, which isn't super tough. Um, you know, Arizona, you know, that's a transition year for them, too. So we'll see. They're in a year so one. They're someone, in a, right? Yeah. Uh, that, could be, that'd be, that may be a watch the over game. Too. Yeah. Oh, that's true, too. So, um, Well, you know what? I don't know if that's necessarily true because can – what's Arizona's quarterback's name? Uh, Khalil Tate. Khalil Tate. That's right. Can he run – an air raid system and he throw the ball well enough to do that well, we're gonna find out real quick because yeah. they're gonna run air raid that's for sure that's for sure um but i figured he he ran a lot more than he threw so he's kind of more like a not well pat white was actually a good passer i don't know that was a good player yeah so uh we'll stay in our league for how do you feel about Samu? I want to talk about Smoo and I want to talk about Temple because I, I find have Temple's... no feel for Smoo, especially because uh, Sonny Dykes just got there. Okay. Uh, it was very nice, by the way, at Media Days. He's a good dude. I mean, they're going to score a S ton of points. It's going to be fun to watch them play games because it's going to be. You can say shit ton. We're on a podcast. Okay, they're going to score a shit ton of points. Thank you. They're going to probably be the most chaos team in the league. Yeah. They, they, High highs, low lows. They have not had defense for <laughs> since 1989. <laughs> <laughs> the last time they had a defense was when they were buying a defense, okay? <laughs> Who's their quarterback? Oh, I forgot his name. Ben Hicks? I think Is he's he back. Doing, I think he's back, yeah. He was only a sophomore last year. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, looks like Ben Hicks. Because, yeah, he, he stepped in in 2016 when their starter did his knee, and he played. He got good enough that Chad Morris just kept rolling with him last year. Yeah, it uh, looks like Ben Hicks um, is, in fact, 
articles are saying, can anyone even challenge him for the job? It looks like no. So, yeah, we'll we'll go there. But if you want, if there was ever a prop bet on which quarterback in this league is going to throw for the most yards, it's probably him. Oh, for sure, especially in that system. I mean, unless and he, replaces, and he look, whoever replaces Riley Ferguson, unless he's ready to go. He looked surprisingly confident last year, too, from what I saw of Ben Hicks. He yeah, looked, well, that was also a Chad Morris calling plays as opposed to maybe not totally engaged Sonny Dykes calling plays. <laughs> That's the thing I worry about with SMU. Is Sonny Dykes really here? All the way. Is he all, all the way, way here? here? Is this another June Jones situation where June just kind of checked out about year three and stayed around another year after that? If there's any coach in this league who's going to go Tommy Tuberville on, it's Sonny Dykes. <laughs> Good point. So let's let's talk. Um, oh, smooth. We got to give a total. We didn't even get a we total. We didn't even talk about the total. Yeah, what was it like? Probably five or six. Um, that would be right to me. Uh, where are they on here? I lost my place on the sheet. So did I. Because I was scrolling through looking at things and I just I lost it. Oh, uh, ben Hicks is. You can bet on Ben Hicks to win the Heisman. <laughs> you shouldn't. Oh, five and a half. So total five and a half over one twenty plus one twenty under minus one fifty. Well, see, here's the thing: SMU out of conference, they got to play TCU every year. Although and the game get... is in Dallas this year. Not that that matters very much because all the TCU fans come running over. Okay, they usually have some Big Twelve away game. Uh, so this year they're at North Texas, at Michigan. Whoa. Oh. Uh, and then Houston Baptist is their cupcake. They're Houston cr- Baptist. I thought they only played baseball. Yeah, I didn't know they had a football team either. Honestly, uh, they. Uh, their crossover games are Cincy, UCF, and oh, UConn. Well, I can win two out of three. Is that, is yeah. that Cincinnati game in Dallas, or is it, it is in Dallas? Yeah, I can win two out of three. For so sure. then they can they'll beat Houston Baptist. That's three. Mm-hmm. North Texas is pretty decent for a conference USA, but is that game at home? It's in Denton. They could lose that game. Yeah, North Texas isn't a joke. And it press and it's new system, new quarterback, first game. Weird shit happens. Yeah, UNT was. I think they made it to the Conference USA title game last year. They they probably won like I think it was nine games. They're not bad. This seems like a total stay away to me. Yeah, run screaming. Uh, Tulane and five and a half is about where I mean five, five six is where SMU ends up every single year. They can't break through. Right. Uh, Tulane, who is everybody? The quiet buzz team in the league is still Tulane. Everybody's talking about Tulane. Uh, let's see what their total is. I thought it was like five and a half or six again. Like I don't think I don't think the odds makers were as bought in on five Tulane. And, yeah, five and a half it's over awesome. plus one ten under minus one forty. So if you think Tulane can get six, and I think a lot of people think this is a, a Tulane team that can get to six this year. Their out of conference games are Wake, but they get them at home. Nichols is their <sighs> cupcake at UAB in Legion Field, which could be that could get that could get weird that could get real weird real fast like I want no part of that game oh by the way at Ohio State oh, <laughs> hell yeah and that this Tulane Wake Forest game is the rematch of possibly the worst game of the decade when they played two years ago and uh, Wake Forest won what was it 7-3 to three because Glenn Cleet could not throw a pass inbounds I, I remember Glenn Cleat not being able to pass like ever, but I, I don't necessarily remember that specific game. But it was Glenn a horrendous was football game. It was opening night. You're watching it because it's just it's college football. It's water. It's wet. You'll drink it. And that game <laughs> sucked. It was it was it was watchable in how unwatchable it was. It was just like Wake Forest would run three plays and punt, and Cleat would throw three passes into the benches, and Tulane would punt. And they just went back and forth like that for the last quarter and a half. It was just it was. It was awful, but you couldn't take your eyes off of it. So if you think Tulane can get to six, and they would be the the buzzes that they can, their crossover games are uh, USF, ECU, and Cincy. 
they since he went two out of three. Yeah, since he on the road, USF at home, ECU at home as well. It still pisses me off that they're not in our division. It, it makes no geographic sense. It makes no life sense. It's really annoying that we can't go to New Orleans every other year, and we have to go every fourth year. Because um, there are teams further east than us. Yeah, and Navy being in the league, playing in the West, is what really screws this up for everybody. So, well, Speaking of Navy, why can't I find their total? Because whatever it is, I'm probably taking the over. <laughs> so let's get to Navy. I don't see it, but it just jumps from uh, Minnesota to NC State. Where yeah, total. Oh, I've got it right here. South seven. Point Casino, seven. Oh, over all day long. Yeah, so total, total wins is seven. Minus 135, though, for to go over, so you're going to pay a price. Their schedule is wacky. At Hawaii, they get the bows on the road. But that means they get 13 games. Yes. So you have, an extra, you have an extra game to get over your bet. Cool. You only have to go 8-5 and five to win this bet. You only have to go 8-5. and five, so you, Oh, you they get, got that. They get the bows on the road. They get Memphis, who's tough, but they get them at home. And like we said, they don't lose at home. They don't lose at home. Um, they get Lehigh at home. That's a win. They're going to get uh, SMU on the road. That game. So, that game could be either 100 to 80 or 6 to 3. <laughs> Do I need to plan on attending that game? <laughs> that, game's good. that game can get super weird what, super what fast. What day is that game? Uh, that game is September 22nd. Okay. USF has Mental a game. note made. Yes. Um, Air Force, uh, they get Air Force, of course. Commander in Chief. Um, yeah. And then they get ND in Qualcomm. I think this is going to be the last game in Qualcomm, too. Um, They're playing Notre Dame in San Diego? Yeah. Weird. I know that's where they have a huge naval presence there, but that's still weird to take that game there. Yeah. It, it, that city will, I mean, they'll, they'll show out. out for that game. That, yeah. that the, game whole, will, the entire stands will be white. It, absolutely. 100%. It'll be a lot. Of, and it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a great atmosphere. Um, and then, of course, they get the wacky game with Army to finish up. Are we sure they're only playing 13? Well, if they're, if they're traveling to Hawaii, they get a 13. Yeah, they get the 13. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, they get 13. So 8 and 5. That seems like an 8 and 5 team to me. I kind of like over, but I where's, don't like the price. Where's the game at Houston? With Houston, are they at home or are they? Houston is in Houston. Oh, okay. Yeah. They may not win that game. But let's see. They got they got to go to see. Well, they'll. You, and by the way, even they schedule East Carolina for homecoming. Probably the <laughs> <laughs> probably the easiest way to do Navy is where are the six losses? Uh, oh wait, sorry, I had the wrong schedule there. They did not do that. Um, Navy, hold on. Navy hosts Houston. And Navy Memphis. hosts. Yeah, I I, oh, had, I had to lane schedule up. I had that. They wrong. got a shot to win the division. I would bet the 100%. Navy. To, I would bet Navy to win the division. Just, I bet that's a good value bet. It's a great value. Let's see what the price is. Hang on. I'll tell you what it is. I bet you it's like 600 It's 1350 to win. Well, they don't have the division. Oh, they don't have the division. Have yeah. the conference it's 1350 odds. to win the conference, though. So if you to, can if find you, the, what the division odds be, what, about plus 600 plus 700 um, If you can find it somewhere. Five, six. If anybody out there can find the Navy West division odds, yeah. uh, respond to us on our blog or just at Colin. You can't at me. but Yeah. There you go. So yeah, I, I had the I had the wrong game. Sorry, the, their homecoming is Houston. Um, it is not ECU. I had the wrong I had the lane schedule. Up. My bad. So yeah. Oh, how many? Wait a minute. How many times is ECU somebody's homecoming opponent this year? <laughs> <laughs> no less than five. I bet. All right. Well, let's talk about our Bulls. Who do we have? Oh, we have UConn for homecoming. It's the yeah. same thing. Well, Six ECU is too early in the season. I think. Yeah, they're. Uh, it's September twenty seventh. But I don't think that they. You know, I think that's the thing of the past, though. They don't necessarily look at okay, what team on our schedule are we going to beat the hell out of, or else everybody would make their FCS game homecoming. I think it's just when do we want to have homecoming and where is there a home game? Yeah, it's basically the. It's, you know, it's, it's we're not doing chicken shit Saturday like the SEC and Clemson do. Right, we do our chicken shit early in the season, like right. a, like a goddamn real program. That's yes. right, we chicken shit week one. <laughs> 
like you're supposed to. Elon ain't exactly chicken shit here. Eh, well, there's, you still got to play the game. You say, I understand, but I'm I'm not too scared. So, especially after last year and what happened with Stony Brook, I don't think the players are going to take anybody lightly anymore. So, um, you want to go, go national now? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Just scroll through. Let's have about. some opi- let's let's have some opinions here. Let's start with ooh. Um, okay, uh, TCU total wins over eight plus one thirty. Total wins over eight and a half plus one ninety. <laughs> over seven and a half is only minus one thirty. Let's look at their schedule because if we're talking about TCU being a dark horse league favorite, then why wouldn't you bet them to win at least eight games? What do they got? Well, obviously they have the nine league games, but who else do they play? Finding out. Yeah, me too. They're done with Arkansas. Southern at SMU, Ohio State. Oh, at Texas. Oh. That did they? That Ohio State game could get interesting. In Arlington, by the way. Oh, that could get real interesting. They, hmm. they is that? That's not opening day, is it? No, week three. They okay. I need to see what the what the odds are on that game, but TCU's got a shot at that game. Let's. Uh, let's see if we can find a TCU line. They're a 16 and a half point favorite over SMU. Yeah, they'll get that. Uh, TCU is a plus four and a half against Texas. Well, against Texas? Plus, yeah, plus four and a half. That game's in Austin, I think, this year. Okay. Let's see if we can find odds for TCU Ohio State, because I'd like to know what the money line is on TCU in that game. TCU West Virginia. I, TCU I have to admit, wins. I've been a TCU stand for about 10 years now, just because they're local and I like them. <laughs> TCU total wins over eight and a half is plus one ninety. Under eight and a half is minus two fifty. Um, on eight, it is plus one thirty to go over and minus one sixty to go under. Uh, TCU makes the playoff is fifteen to one. New Year's six plus three sixty. Big Twelve champ six ninety five. Uh, national championship one hundred fifty five to one. I'm looking for because I saw um, somewhere in this pile of five dimes numbers there was a list of like future games that you could bet on. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking for the Ohio State it. one. Yeah, uh, TCU SMU minus sixteen and a half. They don't have. Oh, you know why they don't have a line? Because of Ohio State. Because of Urban. Oh yeah, Urban. Urban's killing that line. Yeah. So damn you. Damn it, Urban. Why did you sweep all that awful stuff under the rug? Taking away. Want to bet against you, man? I'm trying to take away our gambling opportunities here. So um, that sucks because once they find figure out who's going to coach that game, TCU might be favored. That's true. Good bet. All right, who else do you like nationally? Let's talk about FAU. Let's just get this over. Let's just get with FAU. You want to talk about the opening game or just their total? I want all of it. So FAU, (laughs) give me all of it. Yes, I'm betting on Lincoln. FAU's win total is eight. Okay. Over. 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 And then you know what you do after you bet over? You go back to the window and you bet it again. Like, okay, so here's their schedule. At Oklahoma, which everyone, chalk it up. Yeah, they're probably going to lose, but they're going to hang around, okay? Air Force, win. Bethune-Cookman, win. At UCF, week four. Friday night, national TV. They've got this game circled, scheduled. They want this more than anything. And then their conference slate is trash. I mean, they're going to run this thing. Middle Tennessee, Old Dominion, at Marshall, La Tech, FIU, Shula Bowl, going to be a beating. WK, although FIU will be better this year, WKU at North Texas, Charlotte. 
I mean, that's 8 no. That's probably 8 no. I mean, that wins you the bet right there. Well, then you just got to get Bethune-Cookman. Get Bethune that's 9. There you go. And Air Force. That's 10. So, like, over, over, super over, over again, and then over once more. I don't see how. I don't, I don't think they can beat C. I think that'll be a good game, but I think C will prevail. So, yeah. I'd put down 10 and 2, as long as hopefully they don't get, like, hurricaned out of the game. So it's minus 178 to go over on 8, but it's even money to go over 8.5. And, a half. and oh, I kind of like that more. Nine. So, yeah, I think they get to 9, too. So I'm going that way. I definitely think they can, they can I think they can beat UCF. Cause, but here's the bet. The game that I think we both love more than any other on the board. Like, I love this game almost as much as my child. <laughs> Here it is. That's a lie. It was uh, no, actually, I said it's totally true. You know, um, <laughs> so this is something that we've looked at for a while now. Uh, FAU and twenty-one points at Oklahoma. Like it was twenty-one and a half. It has been bet down to twenty-one. I I would like it a little more with the hook. Quite honestly, I'd rather have the point. I'd rather have the half point than not have it. Um, but no reason on earth they can't jump this. And then. Uh, that FAU-UCF game, I thought I saw it somewhere. It was like 16. You know, what's fascinating is that the next week, Oklahoma hosts UCLA. Same line, 21 and a half. Crazy. There's one for UCF in Memphis. C is a minus two and a half, which I might take the Memphis money line on that game. That might be, that might be where C finally loses a game. It's in Memphis, right? Yeah, it's in Memphis. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think they could probably win the first four or five games, and that would run their... They're on their schedule. But yeah. 17 in a row. But yeah, so. FAU, FAU over eight and a half wins. I kind of love it. I love it a lot. Um, oh, do you love this line? FAU at Marshall, Florida Atlantic. What do you think the number is? FAU at Marshall? Yeah, October 20th. You will, when you hear this number, end the podcast, run out the door and bet on it. Was it like seven? Four and a half. Oh my God. <laughs> That concludes this podcast. Colin's going to go double his net worth. Talk to you next time. <laughs> Holy Jesus. Are you serious? I am seriously serious. Wow. Uh, I'm stunned? Okay. I mean, I know, like, it's West Virginia and it's cold. What the, is it? Is it going to be cold? It's in the middle of October. No. No. Oh, my God. 2.30 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. That's a gift. That's a gift. We just made you all money. We just made you all money. Congratulations, Peditor. Get in early. Get Donate in to the indoor practice facility with the funds you've just made by listening to this podcast. We will have this thing built by Christmas. Tell me, man. FAU is going to be really good. They're legit a good football team. They were the second half of the season last year. I think they were probably one of the 20 best teams in the country. They were probably the third best team in Florida. Absolutely. Well, like, Miami. I guess fourth. but Yeah. They're, we were better than them, but not by much. UCF, Miami. Yeah. Yeah, they were better than Florida State at the end. Oh, yeah. For sure. Just about everybody was better than Florida State at the end. Yeah, so. um, Except Florida. Except Florida. (laughs) Want to talk about Florida? What's Florida's number? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think it's like eight. Florida is eight. Oh, and it's like split. It's like minus 115 over, minus 105 under. So, pretty chalky. Who they got? Um, Well, they're going to lose to Georgia. (laughs) Yes, they are. The FSU game might be interesting. I, for the first time in a long time, I don't know who's going to win that game. Right. 
So they yeah. got Charleston Southern as their cupcake. At least they're, you know. Being... Oh, no, no, no. They got Charleston Southern as a cupcake. And then they get Idaho as their chicken shit. So they have a cupcake and a chicken shit this year. Oh, that's, so that's garbage. Two. That is such garbo. <laughs> so, okay. And by the way, is that. Their just... schedule is pretty bad. By okay. the way, that could also be Idaho's last game in, as an FBS program because this is their last year. Their schedule is pretty bad. So Charleston Southern. It is. It's Kentucky, their last game. Colorado State. The Jim McElwain, he ain't here no more game. Right. At Tennessee, win. At Mississippi State. At Tennessee is maybe not win. After I don't think Tennessee. I'm not a big Pruitt game. guy. I don't I don't know if he was the right hire and God knows they're all screwed up up there, but at Mississippi State, they're gonna be dead without Dan Mullen. And of course Dan Mullen knows how to beat all of Dan Mullen's former players. Correct. So that could be they could be five and zero. and of course being an SEC team at five and zero, they will automatically be ranked in the top ten no matter how good they actually are. They'll be hilariously overrated, and then they play LSU. We'll probably also be hilariously overrated. And, and it'll be a 10 to 6 over. game that everybody just froths over, thinking it's great defensive football when really both these teams are shit. So there's a strong chance that this doesn't happen this year because it's very possible that the Miami Hurricanes just take LSU to the woodshed week one in Arlington. Yeah. So that. I'd say it's very good odds. I mean, Miami, and again, I'm, I'm going to beat the Miami drum here a little bit. I think Miami could be really good again. I think they're like a 10 win team. So um, thinking about uh, Florida, so they're going to probably win their first three or four games. They'll probably beat Mississippi State, so that could be four or five wins. At Vanderbilt, Georgia's a loss. Missouri could be interesting. South Carolina could be interesting. Idaho. So yeah. so we've got we got three interestings and a loss. And they gotta get to eight. Yeah. And then FSU, who the hell knows? That's one of the interestings. Yeah. The interestings are all at the end, though. It's Missouri, South Carolina, both at home, and then at FSU. You're probably gonna know who they are. By week. So what you probably should do with Florida is just bet on the first four or five weeks and then get the hell out of the way. Right. So okay, and, and this saying, could be also when they end up when they do end up hilariously overrated, you know, after that LSU game. Start fading the hell out of them. Start fading them. Yeah. That's sometimes that's a good that's a good SEC strategy too, because that just seems to be where the money ends up. Where's FSU on here? Florida State, Florida State, Florida State. Woo! Uh, they're they're giving six and a half to George to Virginia Tech on opening night. That's uh, I don't know Monday night. Under See, the here's lights. the thing: is FSU's really good in that opening game usually. But the whiplash of going from Jimbo Fisher to Willie Taggart. Yeah, but Willie. Even though we love Willie. Willie, we love Willie. I'm gonna be pulling for him to get it done up there. But that's quite a change to be going from like you know basically a pro style offense with pro style pace to you know Willie's plate spinning offense. And Willie. Willie, I, we are, we both agree that Willie's in contention for the national championship by 2021 at the latest. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think he's going to make them a national championship. They win the league by year three. That's my bet. Yeah, for sure. Um, they are plus 600 to win the Atlantic. Oh, totals. Eight. Their total is eight minus 120 uh, over uh, even money on the under. Let's uh, They get San- Vatek. Oh, that's right, because they open uh, with that. Samford, uh, Northern Illinois. Who's Florida State and who's their other? Oh, Notre Dame. Florida's their other non-conference game. That's what I said. Didn't I say? Oh, I said Florida State. I meant Florida. And then Notre Dame in Notre Dame. Ooh. So can one former USF coach do what another former USF coach did? And go into Notre Dame and beat them. Yeah, possibly. All right, so I'm looking at the schedule now. So at Syracuse, I know you love Eric Dungey more than you love life itself, but I think after she wins that game. I'm not sure about, hey, I am not sure about that. Oh, I am. I am obviously 
all in on Dino Babers year let's, three. Let's package that and talk about Syracuse after we're done with FSU. Okay. All right. Uh, Northern Illinois to win at Louisville. That's probably a win. Losing to Miami. Losing to North Carolina or losing to Clemson. Losing to NC State. NC State's for real, at least on defense. NP, NC, NC State's for real. Losing to Notre Dame, probably. So that's four right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I would. I, you know what? This might be like a seven and five team. Yeah. This is a stay away. It seems like the right number. Sometimes, you know what? You don't have to bet on everything, kids. Sometimes the number's right. <laughs> and you don't have to bet on somebody just because they're local. In fact, a lot of times, the way it seems like some of these uh, states are going with uh, legalizing uh, sports betting, you may not be able to bet on the teams in your own state, which is kind of stupid. so suck for us, especially when we have all the good college football down here. Yeah. So, by the way, to be noted, as Bud Elliott pointed out, um, bettors are losing 7.8% average up in uh, New Jersey right now. They're losing 7.8%. Sorry, I'm just laughing because I went to the Syracuse numbers. Uh, we're going to get there. Yeah. I got them pulled up too. But it shows that like when they're, when they're supposed to be losing 5% and they're losing 78 it means a lot of people in the Northeast are really shitty at betting. Also, and you also pointed out they're all betting on baseball, which is the single stupidest sport to bet on. Never bet baseball. There's no point. Game-to-game baseball. You bet season baseball before the season yeah. starts to pick win totals. I like the Phillies in the over this year. Works pretty good now. You know what I mean? Like, right. You bet season-long win totals. You bet players. You can do some things like that. If they get hurt, they get hurt. But whatever. But like the the... If a standard deviation curve is made, okay, so you have the the middle is 81 and 81. Like two standard deviations in either direction is only like 96, 98 wins. Almost everybody falls somewhere in that range. It's only between about 42 and 58% win percentage. The worst team's going to beat the best team one out of four. Right. You know, so depending. You never know when that game's going to be. Correct. It's just the randomness. And you could just get hot one day and score 25 runs. Hot pitcher? Yeah, 25 runs, and then give up three in the ninth and make it look like 25-4, so it's close. Yeah. So we'll get to uh, Syracuse. Now, as Jamie knows, I have been all in on Dino Babers, what he's doing up there. He's doing exactly what he should for a program. He's given them an identity for a program that has needed one. He has the support of the community. And honestly, he's like the coolest, chillest dude ever, his coach. Coaches love him. You, you talk to other people about him. There was a great story on uh, Trin Nunez um, is an absolute magician about all of the great quotes that other people have said blindly about Dino Babers like in the media, like blind quotes. That usually means it's like real when yeah. people are talking like that. Um, he's just – I think he's the right guy. Syracuse is an impossible situation. That division is ridiculous. You know, to to try and win there and compete for championships isn't really realistic. But to be a consistent bowl game team is – so here's who they got. They get at Western Michigan in Kalamazoo, two years removed from PJ. That was Western Michigan last year. I don't remember. I don't remember either. You know, look. Um, Wagner win. Wagner's Florida win. State win. At home? No, that's your... They get Connecticut, who they're going to score 145 points on. Yes, Connecticut's horrible. They'll lose to Clemson. Pittsburgh will be fun because Pittsburgh doesn't have Pittsburgh is sneaky terrible on defense. Western Michigan last year was six and six, four and four in the MAC. Oh my God! Yeah, win. so win probably. So we're looking at possibly four and zero, oh, and you only got to bet. What's let's fill the number? Five and a half. Yeah, five over five and a half is even money. Even right? money at over five and a half. So let's find six wins. Okay, you got three for sure. Okay, maybe Florida State. That's four. Mm-hmm. At Pitt, they could win that. Sure. North Carolina. 
Larry Fedora. Very winnable. Larry Fedora, future ECU head coach. Mark it down. <laughs> and it's very possible. I would hate that. I would hate it so much. I want ECU to be, I need ECU to be bad. And just so much better for us than they are. It they really also is. get BC, by the way. That's a win. That's a win. Uh, they get Louisville at home. They got to play NC State, though. They go at, they go to Wake Forest. So let's find the six wins. All right. So there's three. Pitts, uh, probably, that's four. North Carolina, if that's five. At BC. Wake, that's six. Wake at BC is, yeah, they can get six wins. They can get six. For sure. Uh, I, I don't love the bet because their schedule is just, and it's going to be like this every year. Their schedule is just brutal because of where they are. Because they're in they're in FSU and Clemson and Louisville's division, which is just horrible for for a program like Clemson to get over the top. But so can they compete at that level? No. But can they beat everybody else? Absolutely. This is a fringe top twenty five type program under the right circumstances. I believe Colin once in our Slack asserted that Eric Dungy will be the best quarterback in the ACC this season. I said it on Twitter, and I stand by it. You're a lunatic. I, okay. I think Eric Dungy is really freaking good. He's tough as hell. He doesn't have a lot of talent around him. And he Well, you gotta be tough as hell because you get the hell be out of you on every throw. Exactly. That and that's his and yeah, he's gonna he's gonna take a licking all over again this year. That kid's really good. And I think he's an NFL player too. I don't know if he's an NFL quarterback, but I think he's an NFL player. Moving on. Would you take Texas A and M over seven and a half at even money? Can Jimbo find eight wins with that team? Uh, they got. Well, they obviously have SEC West. So they got to play Auburn, Alabama, LSU. That's that's the part that's tough. But they're probably playing trash non-conference because that's what they do. Well, let's find out. Northwestern State is their opening game. I found that at least. Clemson. Oh, you got to play Clemson. Interesting. U- Where is that game? God. It's in Kyle Field. That's, oh my God! That's gonna be a war. That's, that's gonna be fun. That could be a literal war, like the the crazy cadets could come out with their <laughs> scimitars or whatever it is and start <laughs> slashing throats. Uh, they get ULM. Uh, that's a win. Um, Bama. Oh Lord, they got to go to Bama. They got to go to Auburn. Uh, okay, so we got to get to eight wins, right? All right, Northwestern State win. Funro win. Arkansas without Burt win. Kentucky win. That's four. Are we sure Miss. about Kentucky? Yes. Are we sure Bob Stoops is a bad coach? It's Mark Stoops, and yes. I mean, sorry. Thank you. Are we sure Mark Stoops is a bad coach? Yes. He's on, what, year eight, and they still haven't gotten over the hump? No, it hasn't been. No, no, it hasn't been year eight. It's like year four. No, it's like eight. <laughs> he's been I'm there a long right time. Because he took over for Joker, didn't he? How long has Joker been gone? <laughs> He got there 2013. Six. You're six. So you're six. We're right between us. Yeah. So, okay, Kentucky win. That's So they could be four and two. Okay, at South Carolina, question mark, maybe a win. At Mississippi State, they're not going to be nearly as good. That's a win. At Auburn, nope. Ole Miss at home, probably a win. Uh, UAB, that's a win. So what is that, seven I got? And then LSU is the eighth, which beats me. That seems like a stay away to me, sir. Yeah, the problem is you have at least two guaranteed losses. You have three question mark games. Right. And that's being generous and calling Clemson a question mark game. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I've talked myself out of this bet. What's what's the what's the line on that Clemson game, I bet? Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to bet. It's like Clemson minus, minus seven? I guess minus ten. Okay. But that's still a big number. To South, by the way, South Carolina is a 21-point Clemson at Texas A&M is minus 13. Wow. 
But see, here's the problem. Texas A&M may only score like 10 points. Yeah. Because Jimbo's not going to be like, you know, up-tempo running. Because Jimbo literally runs and that's, an inefficient and that's the offense problem. for modern college That's football. the problem is that Texas A&M has like a whole roster full of air raid kids. Yeah. Can they get into eye formation and pound the ball? Probably not. Is not there any chance that Jimbo finally realizes that? Like, and, I, and I think Jimbo adjusts as well as anybody. But is Jimbo finally going to realize that the system doesn't work with the rules in college football now? You can block three yards downfield, throw the fucking ball. The thing is, he made it to back-to-back pl- uh, playoffs and won a national title with this offense. Nah, I don't think he's ever going to change. Probably not. Yeah. All right. And he's going to also say that he did it at a place with a hell of a lot worse resources because Florida State notoriously doesn't have the best facilities, best resources. Now he's going to have all of the resources, but all the facilities. Texas A&M fans are irrational. No. They're what? super irrational. What? you never they, heard of such a thing. If they beat Clemson, oh, my God. It's going to be unbearable in College Station. We got to give Jimbo an extension, Paul. We all lose him. <laughs> we're totally we're, – they'll be like they'll be like buying their national championship tickets. Aggie in San Francisco for the national title game. <laughs> Believe it. And then they're going to go and lose to, like – you know, Arkansas. <laughs> and that's why college football is the greatest sport in the world. College football rules. <laughs> it's so great. I can't wait 30 days. So, By the way, at A&M, just to win the West Division, is minus 15, or it's plus 1,500. The only team with worse odds is Arkansas. Wow. Yeah, they, ain't be- they ain't believing. Vegas ain't believing. No. All right. So anybody else jump out? Uh, it's just so hard to scroll through and find these teams. Uh, Memphis over eight and a half. Why did we not talk about that? Who they got? Well, they don't have Riley Ferguson and Anthony Miller anymore. That's probably why it's so low. Yeah, but they're the favorite to win the division. Yeah. By a lot. I mean. Like a big favorite. They're in the West, so that means they have Houston and Navy. They get C at home this year as a regular season game. Let's look this up. I'm curious. So Mercer, they open with Mercer. They get at Navy week two. So that could very well be a loss because... Because Navy at home, yeah. Uh, Georgia Tech, uh, or sorry, sorry, Georgia State. Excuse me. Oh, that's a win. Georgia State, uh, South Alabama, three and one. Yeah, Tulane win. Connecticut win. C, maybe a win. Possible. Missouri. I mean, they put took them overtime last year. Missouri Uh, probably Riley Ferguson. Missouri probably not. ECU win. Tulsa win. At SMU probably a win. That's and then Houston. Feels like nine, doesn't it? Let's count it up. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's only eight that I see. Because Missouri's a question mark, Houston's a question mark, uh, Navy's probably a loss, and C's another question mark. So you have one probable loss and three questions, and you got to get to nine, right? Got to get to nine. That's not as good a bet as we thought it was. Okay. Nebraska, under, over seven and a half, or over seven is plus 139. Over seven and a half is plus two oh one. Two oh one. What what kind of schedule do they Their have? Their schedule they must just, be impossible. Are they just so incredibly untalented that not even Scott Frost can save them this year? I mean, if anybody could get because there. I, he's really good. If coach. Scott Frost had coached any other team in the country except C, we'd all been rooting for. Him. We would all been rooting for him. I, they were the most fun team in the country to play last to watch last year. As Absolutely. painful as that is to admit, they were the most fun team in the country. Can't argue. So they get Akron, Colorado, Troy, and Michigan. Uh, to open 
So they'll win the first three. I yeah, think. what's their? They got. Where's their other out of? Well, they're in the game? West, so their their schedule is going to be pretty weak. What is the out of conference game? Oh, are they playing? Nine? Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. they're playing nine in the big in the Big Ten this year, right? Uh, yes, but at Michigan, at Wisconsin, at Ohio State, there's three losses right there. Right. At Iowa, which is who knows? You never Iowa's. You never know what you're going to get with them. Uh, but let's see. Akron, Colorado, Troy, that's three. Purdue is probably four. Northwestern, I don't think they're that good. Five. Minnesota, six. Illinois, <laughs> lovey, seven. And then <laughs> Michigan State at home, possible win at Iowa. See, I think there are probably six or seven solid wins, and they have enough of a chance in some of these other games. I don't think they're going to do better than nine and three. But if they get seven and a half, if they get eight wins, you know, you're doubling your your. Yeah, you're tripling your money. Tripling your money. Getting two to one. That's a that's a big one though. That's All an right. interesting one. Illinois. <laughs> this is one of those where sometimes you go, four. How did how can it be so low? And then you realize, oh that's right. And by the way, I have done some preseason reading on Illinois. They are horrible. Like terrible. <laughs> Lovey Smith might not be good at college football. I'm stunned. But they do get the Western Illinois fighting Leathernecks on September eighth, which I gotta see how good Western Illinois is. They might be able to win that game. Where are the, where are the FCS rankings? So I, I gotta call a timeout here. So they're twenty-five. They're, <laughs> they're out of conference games are Kent State, Western Illinois, the Fighting Leathernecks, and USF. So uh, let's see. Athlon preseason top twenty-five rankings. Uh, North Carolina, New Hampshire, South Carolina State, Kennesaw, Kennesaw State. Forgot about them. Elon is ranked number ten in this poll. Oh God! Yeah, I know. We made the worst. <laughs> mi- what's the worst mistake in college football scheduling? Playing a good FCS. There's no point. Uh, Western Illinois is not ranked. Um, Illinois State is ranked. Okay, so Western Illinois, but they get them. They get them in Champaign, though. So you never know. Um, so yeah, Big Ten playing nine. Their conference schedule. Oh, well, they do get ranked. The final rankings. Last year they finished 14th in FCS. Jesus. Western Illinois did. Jeez, they could win that game. Yeah. Wow. I wonder, huh. I wonder if there's a line for that game. Is that opening day? No, week two. Oh, there's no line. Um, so they do get Rutgers in Piscataway, but other than that, like, find me a win. Find me a win. How does team? How does this team win four games? They don't win four games. So I mean, take I the under. I still have not even found their schedule, and I'm convinced that well, they play Kent State to start out. That's a win. That's a win. So that's one win. Maybe. And actually, is that a win? Action, baby! Kent State's just terrible, though. I mean, yeah. They're so bad. Kent State was 2-10 last year. Yeah, so that's a win. Western Illinois, probably a win. That's two. At Rutgers, probably a win. Then you just got to win one more game. But here's the rest of the schedule. USF in Chicago. Penn State, it is at home, but it's Penn State. Purdue, Purdue's not awful. At Wisconsin, long. <laughs> At Maryland, Maryland's pretty decent. Minnesota, row the boat. At Nebraska, loss. Iowa, again, who the hell knows with Iowa? They could right. be ten and two. They could be four and eight. Right. And then at Northwestern, I don't see four wins. I, I, everything that I've read about this Illinois team says, like they have plenty of talent and they just don't know how to use it. I whatsoever. don't think you can go broke betting against Lovey Smith. 
Yeah, that's true. The, the only problem is it's a minus one sixty five on the under, so the price is not very good. I'm I'm not taking it because that price. If if it was closer to even, I'd be all over it, but not not with the price you got to lay. Um, I'm looking at I'm looking at West just because. Want to yeah. do some Kansas? I mean, I love bad. I love going under on bad teams. So <laughs> I think they're like three, aren't they? It's three. If That's you go fine. over three, it's plus one forty. If you can find a fourth win. I'm not sure I can find a second win, to be honest. <laughs> Let me look at their schedule and tell you. And I'm not even confident without looking at that they're going to beat their FCS. They play Nichols. Isn't Nichols good now? Nichols. The Colonels? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the Colonels are good. Um, at Central Michigan. Good job scheduling. Uh, like, oh, my God. And Kansas and Rutgers. <laughs> Kansas Is this and game televised? And if so, why? Oh, it's on FSN. That's N. FSN. It's on your, it's on your local FS Fox Sports Network. Oh, God. That game's going to be so bad. That is going to be must watch. <laughs> must watch. I don't even. Through your fingers as you like. <laughs> and you know what? Rutgers is going to win that game. Really? Yes. Uh, That's how bad Kansas is. Rutgers is. Rutgers won three last year, right? Four? I thought they won four. Four. They did. Rutgers they is slowly getting better. They're still not good, but they're not a trash heap like they were a few years ago. Okay. Uh, at Baylor, speaking of trash heaps. <laughs> That's a win. For who? No, I, I think Kansas could beat Baylor. <laughs> I think Kansas was the only team that. No, wasn't Baylor the only team that beat Kansas last year? Yeah. No, Baylor, that was their only win. Was beating Kansas. Was beating Kansas, yeah. And they thumped them. Yeah. In Lawrence. Hold on, let me pull it up. Because it was it was yeah. very amusing. Uh, so okay, if they lose to Baylor, so that's they don't have another win on the schedule. They don't. That's right. They won thirty eight nine. They thumped them. It was a beating. That's not going to happen twice. They though. they might go one and eleven again. Who can who Kansas. Baylor. Kansas, no. No, no, they're going to get... Okay, I don't know how good Nickel State is, but um, at Central... I thought I saw them when I was looking at the preseason FCS rankings. Okay. Let me go back and look at that, but I think... I thought Nichols was on the poll. I mean, they could be really bad, though. They could be terrible. FCS football, top 25. Oh, this is the final rankings from last year. That's not what I want. Remember, Liberty beat Baylor last year, too. Yes, they did. So funny. I just I, I really enjoyed the, uh, Baylor being trash last year, and it's a shame because we like Matt Rule. You know, it's not, but it's he, not his fault. It's not his fault, but he inherited. Well, he he chose to take over. Yeah. Baylor's win total is five and a half. Really? You, find me six wins. Really? Find me six wins. What? What? I know Baylor usually schedules absolute garbage at tradition in, in women's basketball too. And they have continued that rich tradition with uh, Abilene Christian at UTSA and Duke. Woo! UTSA. Woo! <laughs> and by the way, it's in San Antonio. They still have that like girthy light quarterback that we like so much. Oh, that kid was no, I think he was like an eighth year senior when Damn we saw it. him last year. That kid that kid was that kid was huge. Um <laughs> I'm tempted to take UTSA there. Frank Wilson, woo! I don't know. It's just, it's we were talking about future USF coach Frank Wilson after twenty sixteen when Taggart left. Yeah. Maybe not in that round, but it still could happen, I guess. You see six wins here? I sure as hell do. I do not. Uh well, Kansas win. Duke? Maybe. No. Uh, they could beat Duke. What's what's the deal with Duke? Are they, are they, has their wave kind of crested? I mean, how long can you sustain? I mean, how long can they you sustain being good? At, yeah, yeah. They, I, I think he maxed out. Cuckoo's a good coach, though. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably be five, six wins, but yeah. they could, so Baylor might win that game. So that's... 
But that's the thing is there's only like two or three might win that games on here. And the rest of them are like, hell no. Right. Uh, at Oklahoma, no. K-State, this is – everybody's talking about Snyder's got it together again. You know, there'd be like a nine-win team. No. At Texas, hell no. At Oklahoma – or at West Virginia, no. Oklahoma State, no. At Ames in November, no. TCU, probably not. At Texas Tech, that's usually in Dallas, though, not or Arlington, not. Yes, uh, but Texas Tech, I think, would win that game. They have to get to, what, six to win the bet? Yeah. That is not happening. Baylor under five and a half, plus 105. Plus 105? You get a price. Are you kidding me? So we're getting Baylor and the price, right? So this is our second, this is our second lock of the century, right? FAU over. And, that's and even Baylor better than FAU minus four and a half over Marshall. Yeah, that's pretty good too. Um, yeah, Bell, so Baylor under five and a half. By the way, this is such this is how good gamblers we are. We're not even writing down our favorite picks. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty. Well, but don't worry. By the season, we'll be ready to go. Yeah, um, we'll just Bitcoin, listen to the podcast. We by the way, kids, Square Cash is your friend, and you can buy Square Cash. It's just like PayPal. It works even better. It's actually a better product, and you can buy Bitcoin directly out of that and then send it to whatever account you need, just in case you happen to live in a state that hasn't completely legalized yet. Yeah, so uh, Oregon is nine with Mario Cristobal in his first season in charge. Uh, If you want to see how that makes sense, please let me know. Um, Here's how it makes sense. Their schedule, trash. How trash? The the only two ranked teams from last year they have on the schedule are Stanford and Washington, and they get them both at home. Wow, you're right. The the non-conference, all at home, Bowling Green, Portland State, probably the worst FCS team in the country last year. They went 0-11. And San Jose State, we know how bad they are. They are horrible. That was a uh, horrible football team. Then it's uh, Stanford at home at Cal. Who's Cal's coach now? Uh, who they hire? But we'll, we'll get back to that. Washington at Washington State uh, at Arizona, UCLA at Utah, Arizona State, and then Oregon State, who is always bad. Oof. But do you see 10 wins in there? See, you, you know, here's the problem, though. If you lose to Stanford and you lose to Washington, you have to win every other game on the schedule to win that bet. I, I kind of love under here, like a ton. Like, Well, you figure they're going to – if they go to Pullman and lose to the fight Mike Leaches, that's three. Yeah. They just got to lose one more game. And, I mean, they do have to go to Arizona. That's got Pac-12 after dark written all over it. Yeah, this is really I, – I don't get it. And we – Jamie and I have some friends who have worked with and for Mario Cristobal. And let's just say he can be challenging. <laughs> it can be a difficult working environment. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. So he might be upsetting the apple cart up there just ever so slightly. Um, that might wear on a new team that didn't really come to play for that guy, especially when they thought they were going to play for the super laid back and chill Willie Taggart. And all of a sudden they get the super nice. Actually, a lot of them thought they were going to play for uh, Mark Helfrich. <laughs> that too. So you got some Helfrich guys. Can you, you believe Oregon guys. was in the title game in 2014? That was four years ago. And now totally. three coaches later, they got Mario Cristobal. Crazy. Crazy. I don't get it. College football is the best. Um, so I don't see nine there. So anyway, the under on nine is minus 134. If you think you, they can go eight and five or eight and four, uh, you can get plus 130 on under eight, eight and a half. So I don't see nine wins on that schedule. I don't see nine wins on that schedule either, which makes me kind of think that going under eight and a half, pretty good to me. So throwing that out there. Do you want to talk about a few more opening games? Yeah, let's do some opening. You know what? That's the thing. is We really should be talking about opening games more than anything. Yes. Yeah. 
we already talked about FAU uh, plus 21 at Oklahoma. Gift of the year. Uh, see, the thing is that either the game's opening week are either fantastic or they're awful. You got to know where to find where to find the value and who you think is going to be good. For example, Nebraska is minus twenty three at Akron. Is that can Scott Frost implement that offense right away? Can he get them twenty? Like because you're either going to click or you're not on offense. Like yeah. it's not about like degrees. It's not even about the other team on the field. It's about you. Can you come in week one and reset the standard? He did that pretty well at UCF. You know they were yeah. they were horrible and he got them to six wins his first year. I mean they came out early in year one and they kind of had it together yeah and they still had trouble getting because they were still who was the quarterback before mckenzie um justin justin holman yeah who was not the right fit right. but that's the thing is usually scott frost is really quick to find the right fit for what he's trying to do exactly and he's smart enough to i think customize what he has to the talent that he has what he wants to run to the talent that he has so he can figure out a way to gin up that offense so when he's getting 16 and a half at michigan you go well this is a coach who can go in and you know get them going the right michigan, way worse. maybe not that great this year very possible jim harbaugh he's not on the hot seat is he is he starting a descent into madness because he usually he usually makes it about three four years he's kind of like the jose Mourinho of college football he'll give you great results for about three years and then he just goes insane what did he say about chickens they're a nervous bird they're a nervous bird nervous bird yeah that okay batman all right but see the thing is if he loses three four games again that's not what michigan signed up for when they hired him not for that salary yeah and that'd be what about three years in a row of kind of underwhelming results Got it. One in five against the rivals, I think, so far, too. Yeah. Could be could be a hot seat situation. Could be. Um, let's, so another thing to look for is coaching change is always a good opportunity to find value. Uh, week one, Smoo? Who's Smoo got? Plus three and a half at North Texas. So I'd be betting on the, the, uh, the Eagles there. I almost call them the Mean Green, but they are both. They are both? They're they're officially they're the Eagles, but everybody still calls them the main green. Gotcha. So Smoo and three and a half on the road? You know, taking the points? I mean It's plus three and a half. They're three and a half point dogs. That's what I'm saying. No. I think I think North Texas can win the game. Straight up? Okay. Uh if if you really hate money and you really hate gambling and you really hate life, uh, Miami is minus three against LSU in Arlington. Week one. What's the total on that game? We get a total. Uh, twelve. <laughs> no, there is no over under listed. <laughs> so when it comes out, it, it might not be old enough to vote. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be in like the low to mid forties. Uh, we make fun, but I, I think Miami's gonna be good this year, and I don't have a lot of faith in the coach O. So I I think LSU is trending down. I think they're slowly losing. Oh, Tigers. They're. Uh, their Tigers. national, their ability to compete nationally, is what I'm trying to say. I mean, they're probably just like a also ran eight, nine win team. So they're getting, and you figure that game is going to be overwhelmingly LSU who travels well and is closer to Dallas than Miami who travels like crap. Yeah. And won't really make the trip. Um, minus, but so it's going to be a, somewhat of a home game for LSU, but minus three. Miami, kind of like it. See, this is one of those. You should go is, to that game, by the way. Uh, I don't know. See, the thing is, this is Sunday night. To me, this is one of those kind of. This is one of those. That is true. This <laughs> is one of those scary lines to me. It's like it seems like a trap. It's so like soft. 
you know, mm-hmm. you're thinking like Miami only minus three. Of course, I'll bet on that. And then LSU wins like twenty to six. Yeah, possible. But I, I still believe Miami's good. They return a lot of good players. You know, they've got speed on defense that can't be replicated. What was LSU's over under by the way? Was it like probably seven and a half? Oh, the Kojo probably got eight. I say eight. Uh, I gotta look it up, but I don't. I just, I'm just, I'm not feeling LSU this year. I just don't think they're gonna be that good. By the way, Navy was over seven wins on five dimes, minus one thirty-five. Yeah, bang it, bang it. I don't think LSU is that good. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. LSU seven. That's all. Yeah. So total is seven. Uh, minus 135 over, plus 115 under. Uh, at a conference is Miami, Southeastern Louisiana. There it is. La Tech. Well, you have a, you have a few options here. You could you could go over six and a half or minus 177. You could go under. You could go over seven and a half or plus 130. Yeah. Uh, chicken shit is uh, rice. They got a, a chicken shit rice game late in the season. Okay. I think the coach is going to Denardo that team. They're going to be four and eight in two years. What are they going to be that this year? Probably not, but they might be like seven and five, and end up in like what the Music City Bowl maybe, or I don't know, the Birmingham Bowl. Seven and five means you make no money if you yeah. got the middle. So uh, Miami, I think loss. I tend to hedge towards loss. South Houston have a win. Auburn loss. La Tech. Skip versus Decocho. Oh, a lot of a lot of great football strategy going on in that one. Let me that, tell that you, that might exceed the uh, Skip Holtz Will Muschamp chess match from last year. All right, we'll close we'll close on uh, Skip, but let's finish LSU first. Yeah, um, Ole Miss. Uh, probably, uh, they're going to beat Ole Miss because Ole Miss is a tire fire. Um, at Florida, probably a loss. You would think Dan Mullen knows how to beat Ed Orgeron at this point. But LSU specializes in going into the swamp and winning like 13 to 12. That's know? true. But it's not. But it's Dan Mullen's swamp now. And they're going to score some points. They'll score some points. Okay. Yeah, now so, Florida's going to win. Yeah. Uh, they're going to they're get their asses kicked by Georgia. Um, how do you like that heavy crossover game? That's suck. You're in the West. You already got to play Auburn and Alabama, and you get you get that brutal West. Now your crossover game's Georgia. That sucks. Sucks to be you. Um, Although it is in it is in Death Valley. I'm looking at the line on that. Georgia's only nine and a half point favorite right now. Wow, in Death Valley. Yeah. Wow. Um, and LSU Florida is a pick. Oh, I like Florida. <laughs> Go, Gators. Yeah, I kind of like Florida. Come wow. on, Gators. Win us some cash. Dan Mullen's going to win there. Here's the problem. The problem with the state right now is every program has finally figured it out, and they are all in the right – they all got the right guy. FSU got Taggart. He's going to win. Mullen goes to Florida. He's going to win. Mark Richt was exactly what Miami needed, and he, I don't know if he's going to be the guy for 10 years, but he was the guy he needed to get them back to the U and the swag yeah. and the turnover chain. <laughs> They're going to win. Okay, I missed the turnover chain. Yeah, I don't know about USF and UCF uh, incomplete scores on Charlie Strong and Josh Heupel. Uh, Wayne well, Giffen is I, not long for FAU, and no. Butch Davis will probably actually win at FIU too. I but, think – I think USF just took Charlie Strong because he was the best available coach. And they he was. didn't want to do a big search. Uh, it's not exactly. I, the next coach will be whether we know if the program. Well, of course, we have a new athletic director making the decision whenever that happens. So correct. I have a lot more faith in. I think that we'll be, I don't feel like Destin Mark Harlan. I I think we will see some very different process when it comes to that next year or whenever that time does come. Um, so um, 
Florida State, Virginia Tech, that big opening night game you've been hyping up. I'm so excited. Florida State's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Why is Florida State favorite? That's crazy. I'd take Virginia Tech before I'd take Florida State in that. Because I think FSU might win the game. I don't think FSU is totally winning the game. I think FSU's totally winning the game. I don't know. Fuente's a hell of a coach, though. Yeah. They, and they got the right guy. The last guy to shut down Willie Taggart at USF was Justin, Justin Fuente. It's true. I mean, he shut that shit down. He did. Taggart helped him in that game, but... Very I mean. much so. Um, so we want to finish with Skip? Let's finish just with Skip. Because we love punching that... Let's that just punch, punch down, back. baby. Punch down. So uh, I went to I went to Top Golf earlier today. Just uh, I'm out here on vacation. Uh, went to Top Golf. Got out the uh, Skip Holtz Memorial Shacket uh, to mark the occasion uh, a few years ago when Skip, instead of being out recruiting during a recruiting period, went to Tahoe and played in the Celebrity Golf Tournament. <laughs> Can't imagine why I went wrong here at USF. I don't know, but it but it's good that we finally have him paid off, and uh, his two point five million is no longer a part of this program. Um, I feel bad for Louisiana Tech having to pay him probably double what they were paying him oh, to get sure. seven wins a year. All right, so SMU uh, they beat SMU fifty one ten in the Toyota in uh, Frisco in your your town of Frisco there yeah. last year in a bowl game. Not really sure why. Uh, oh, that's because them. SMU had no coach because Chad Morris had already left, and then he took most of his assistants with him. Okay. And SMU had nobody to coach that team. Yeah, it tends to happen. So, so basically could have got me in there to coach, and I would have done just about as well. So we got uh, La Tech. First of all, what's their total? Seven, I think. Which it seems like their total is between six and seven every single year. Well, that's because they're coach basically. Yeah, it's seven. Uh, over is even. Under is minus one thirty, which means it's a minus one fifteen. All these CUSA totals are minus one fifteen, which means keep that in mind unless you have a really strong opinion. Yeah. Um, Tech, so uh, South Alabama at Southern to open. Takes some great scheduling here by Old Skip uh, at South Alabama and South then Southern. Alabama. South Alabama is not terrible, are they? They're they're real bad. Okay. Must be thinking of the, the better South Alabama team, and they went into Mississippi State a couple years ago and beat them. They're yeah. Oh no, and that team ended up like three and nine or four and eight. <laughs> yeah, that team was still yeah four and eight. Um, okay, last year. Ooh, this this is gonna be tough to get to seven. So at South Alabama, correct. Actually, but they might win that game. Envy. Southern win at yeah at LSU loss Ooh. at North Texas probably a loss. UAB at UTSA at FAU forget it. At Mississippi State, forget it. At Southern Miss, at or Western Kentucky to end the season. So they got to win eight games, right? They got to win eight. They're losing to LSU. They're probably losing to North Texas. They're definitely losing to FAU. They're definitely losing to Mississippi State. How do you not go under here? Because you have to go under seven. Can you find six losses on the schedule? I mean... If there was a half in there, this would be a much easier bet. Yeah, for sure. And by the way, as we always say, kids, you know, we're all talking about win totals here. And yes, they're fun. But remember, you're tying up your capital for the entire season. These are great bets to make when you have a credit line with a short-term investment broker. Yeah. <laughs> you may not want to tie up your liquid capital that or you're using you, at the if, window. Yeah, if you have a, an investment agency that is very, very slow to pay you out, winners. Yes. And yeah. you know that going in, so why not just try and make even more money that they will hem and haw and try and keep from your hot little hands. Right. Not that we've ever had problems with short-term investment brokers not paying us on time. I I only get paid at the window. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So, all right. I think we're good here. 
Uh, I don't see. I don't see. Uh, I don't see Skip getting eight. That's for sure. So, but I also don't like paying minus one thirty. So. I like. I know we've been talking for about four hours now. <laughs> God, tighten the shit out of this veto. But there, are, if you look at like some of the future like individual lines. They just look like there are some terrible lines on paper. If you feel strong enough about some of these games that you just want to jump all over them, do so at, at, as quickly as possible. Like that Florida LSU pick game mm-hmm. in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. Uh, C only getting giving two and a half to Memphis is another one that I thought was ridiculous. Uh, Another great bet to make, second-half bets on uh, opening weekend. You want to talk about how in-game betting works, Mr. Master of in-game betting? Yeah, it really is my specialty. So the trick is just to watch the first half, understand football, see what's happening, and then bang that shit out of it the other way the second half. Um, for me, I, I think there's more value in second halves if you're watching the game because the guys who are setting the line are sort of watching the game Passively, they're not all the the odds makers can watch all the games at the same time. So if you've got your little late late night snack from uh, the Mountain West Conference going on at uh, two o'clock in the morning, those guys are bum rushed for the entire day, and you see a, a you know a, a line early in a San Diego State game who's just running the ball, and it's like you know seven six after thirty minutes, and you just know that Rashad Penny or uh, who's the other kid that they had that other running back at San Diego State. I just pummeled for money, who just made me so much money. Donnell Pumphrey, right? Donnell Pumphrey, like guys like that. And you just know that San Diego State's going to wear the shit out of the other team. You know he's going to run for 180 yards in the second half and two touchdowns. Right. And you can just pound. And and it's like, oh, well, look at this. It's like even money second half. Oh, we got got a game here. And you just know. No, they don't have a game. They don't have a game because San Diego State's going to wear them down. Like second half betting on games like that where a team that's favored doesn't come out real strong or a team you think is good doesn't play real well for 30 minutes they're probably gonna fix it and when they do that take advantage of those lines and you can even bet also lines for the rest of the game like at a certain point in the game right you can bet what the odds like when when usf stumbled out of the blocks against san jose state and they went down 16 nothing and collins like they're fine they're fine they're fine i could mentally i couldn't see his laptop but i could tell he was betting whatever the number was for usf (laughs) for the rest of the game and in-game betting and they won they Went from 16 nothing down to winning 42-22. So that was a 36-point swing. Right. You just got to watch the game and see how like things are happening. And it, it finding the flow of a football game, watch the line play. That's where the value is. is if, like, if one team is getting push and not scoring because guys are dropping balls or, you know, routes are being misrun or you've got, you know, quarterback communication issues or weird, sometimes just weird shit happens, but the line continues to get push and they can block then bet on that offense. If there's a defense that's just torching you, like, you know, no matter what that front four can get home without a blitz, then go the other way. You know, to watch the line play. Everything else will work itself out, but the line play controls football games. It's just really rare in college football that a superior team beats themselves for the whole game. Correct. I mean, they can beat themselves for a half, and they can go into the locker room down like 14 to 10 or whatever, but they're going to figure it out. Usually when you have an upset in college football, it's because both the team, good team played badly and the, the upset, the team that won the game played really well. If one, team, if one team that should be blown out, the other team is playing like crap, but the other team's also playing like crap, Get on the end game betting because the favorite's going to figure it out eventually. And my favorite thing to do, as Jamie knows, is, of course, catch middles. Middles. I'm a huge middles guy. You know, you're trying to win both showcases, as we like to say. Yeah. Um, So if you've got a game first half where it looks like, you know, what you thought was going to happen, you've got a 21-point favorite and they're up 28-0 at halftime. Hey, 
bang them back the other way and then try and catch you know try and catch yeah. that middle and and win both showcases so you're free rolling the action too at that point and then you just have to have um your team bet you know you, you sometimes I've, I've caught you know 10 and 12 point middles before it, it yeah. does happen so uh, since you're so hype on Syracuse, I thought I'd mention yeah. there is a line for FSU at Syracuse. Syracuse plus nine and a half. Uh, I wouldn't touch it. I still think Willie could get this thing totally turned around like quickly. So I'd be pretty I, cool I'm, if he did. It would be. Um, I'm going to stay away from from that one. But but again, that is one of those where like especially Syracuse is a great team for in-game betting because they can come out a little flat. They'll figure it out. They tend not to get that offense wears defenses down. They're also a good over team. They're a great over team. Because they right. light up the scoreboard and they have not been able to play defense a lick while Dino has been there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, I think we've said about enough. We've gone way too fucking long here. Uh, we will get more lines as things get closer. We'll actually do a little bit of research possibly on some things. This was the preliminary Gumbo! Gumbo! Cast of the year as, as um, we can start to This find will also some be lines. the best produced gamble cast of the year because I go back to Texas tomorrow. <laughs> the rest of it will be on Skype. And we won't have it on this fabulous studio. So, <laughs> Chris Oladokin or Blake Barnett? This is me thinking. <laughs> my, my heart definitely says Chris Oladokin. Same. My head says Chris Oladokin. Same. Chris Oladokin, I think, is going to be your starting quarterback against Elon. Go Bulls! Go Bulls!